Hi, welcome to the Blue Rose Podcast. I'm Karen Barno, your host. The Blue Rose Podcast is dedicated to women leaders and entrepreneurs, inviting them to join the conversation about owning their own business, doing what they love to do, having the skill set to do it while making money. My guests include women on their business building journey, on their leadership journey, on their way to six to seven figure incomes per year, and lessons learned, obstacles they had to overcome. My mantra, Karen's mantra is everything's overcomable. Everyone has a special gift, their blue rose. The world is waiting for you to share your special gift. I wanna to talk today about, um, and give me a couple minutes to get to the point, or get to the, yeah, the meat of the story. About three or four years, you guys watch listening to Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. Yes, I love Super Soul Sunday. And she was interviewing this gentleman about his book called The Second Mountain. And the second mountain is that mountain that, you know, you climb your first mountain, you climb your career, your business, whatever, and something happens and you crash and burn. And the second mountain is what you're really supposed to do. I also consider that midlife for women. The point he was making is when we're in high, in grade school and high school, everything we do, we're pretty much told what to do. We're told when to go to school. We're told when to do homework. We're told when to have recess. We're told when to go to football games on the weekends. Everything's spelled out for us. And when we graduate high school and go on to college, it is the first time that we are doing something on our own. And that's what you see some people struggling. My point is, I kind of, when he was telling me that, I, I kind of thought, well, from my perspective, that's midlife for women. Now, hear me out on this. For women, especially my age, you know, or our age, I'm 62. So for the, you know, those of you that are about 55, all the way up till 70 or 80, the jobs we took, and I, and I would argue some women still do, the jobs we took were not possibly the jobs we chose to take. And I'll use my sister as an example. She became a, t a PE teacher. All she wanted to do in high school, all the way through college, was be a physical education teacher. She was a star basketball player. She was extremely athletic. Except when she got out of college, there were no teaching jobs. There, nobody was hiring for a couple years, not at all. So she went to work at a trucking company and accounting, and now she works in another company she's getting ready to retire from. And for 25 years, she's been there at, in accounting. Nowhere in her first 18, 25 years was accounting on the radar screen. But that was the only job she could get out of college and getting ready to get married. For me, I went to school, you know, I was gonna go to college in marketing. You know, I didn't get to go until I got older. I am today a CEO of a, of a not-for-profit that I helped find, found, that I founded um, 23 years ago. Nowhere in my DNA was there a leadership skill or a accounting skill or strategy. I had to learn that. And I think most of us, most women, are in jobs that weren't necessarily what you chose to do, but you got married, you had kids, it fit around your schedule, it fit around your husband's schedule, your significant other's schedule, it fit around your vacation schedules. Before you knew it, you've got 25 years under your belt and you get ready to retire and you turn around and you say, what's next? What am I gonna do next? But you can't answer that because you're not sure what your skill set is. Is my skill set the skill set you have? Or is it something else that you, you really want to do? Because now you're getting ready to climb your second mountain. 
but it's almost like coming out of out of high school and please i'm not saying maturity wise or anything i'm just saying that the jobs we took back in the 60s and 70s were the jobs that were available to us both through the economy and more importantly as women so we developed the skill sets to fit the job we did not develop the job to fit the skill set like a lot of men, when you talk to them, they were like, oh yeah, when I got out of college, I wanted to do X, Y, Z. That's what I did, move forward. Women, we didn't have that same journey. We had to mold ourselves. And this is why you find so many multi-passionate women. Multi-talented, multi-passionate. And when they think about starting a business, they end up spinning their wheels. They end up getting caught up on a hamster wheel because they're good at so many things, but they might really be good at this thing over here that they volunteer to do, or this thing over here that they do in their spare time, but they've never made money with that. They've money, made money on here. So they're thinking, well, this is the money play. I need to figure out how to incorporate this into my job, into what I want to do next. So again, I'll, I just keep, I'll use accounting. You know, you were in accounting your whole life. 25 years, your degree's not in accounting, your degree, degree might be in literature, or it might be in um, business, general business, and you ended up in accounting. And so you think you like accounting, but you've never really asked yourself, because that's what you did, you made great money. You know, my audience, you guys make six, seven figures in your corporate jobs, and if you have your side hustle or your business, you're doing quite well. But now you're reflecting and saying, is that really who I am? And as you reflect this, it's hard to pick the job, the business that you want to focus on because you're multi-talented, you're multi-passionate. So you really need to sit back and talk to somebody, have a brainstorming partner, have somebody that can sit down and say, okay, tell me what you are good at at work, but tell me what you love. And there's always clues to what you love. I mean, I love to read. You can tell when you go to my house, I love to read because there's books everywhere. I carry books with me. I have books on my Kindle in case I can't read a book and I gotta be discreet and have a book. There's clues to what you love. There's clues to what you want to do. And sometimes it just, it takes going back to you know high school and think, what did you wanna do when you graduated high school? Where was, what was the dream? What was the dream at 30, 40, 50, 60? Because now that you're in your what next, now that you can find your blue rose, and a blue rose is what you were born to do. A blue rose is your passion. It is your gift to share with the world. It is what makes you, you. And I don't care if there's a million accountings, accountants out there, and there probably are. You're, the way you do accounting, accounting, the way you interact with people are totally different from anybody else. So that makes your skill set unique. But you have to settle on the skill set that you want so you don't keep moving around. I spent so much time fumbling around because it was like, well, I really like to do this, but I should do this. So, you know, or I'd say, I'm going to start a business as an intuitive business strategist. And I'd announce it to everybody and people would come up and say, but Karen, no, you need to do something in leadership because you're a great leader. Okay, I'm going to start doing leadership. I start doing leadership. You know, Karen, you're, you're good at leadership, but you're really good at seeing within people and seeing what their talent is and seeing what they should focus on. You should be a personal life coach. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Before I knew it, I had drilled so far down that I helped women find their shadows. And these are the repressed pieces of you that you're told were unacceptable as you're growing up, so you pushed them down. 
I still love shadow work. I encourage everybody to do shadow work. But if you don't know somebody, you really don't want them looking at you and saying, well, let me tell you why you're holding yourself back. So I had to move back up to an intuitive business coach strategist because that's what I love to do and what I'm good at. Nowhere was that in my skill set, in my job requirement, where I realized it was, you know, I sat back one time, it's just like, you know, God, please, you know, what am I good at? I really want to start a side hustle. I want my own job. I want my own business because I'm, I'm born to help people. How do I help them? And it was like through magic, people started pouring through my door, calling at the office and saying, hey, I really want to talk to you about a business we're getting ready to start. And I realized that's, that's my gift. I understand the five C's. I understand content, clarity, competition, customer. I, I get that piece. And I can help people figure it out. Who's your ideal customer? What do they look like? What do they eat? What content are you gonna post? How are you gonna post it? Is it online, offline? Um, who's your competition? You gotta know your competition. Are you clear on what your message is? What is your messaging? That's where my area of expertise was. And once I understood that, then I was off to the races. So when you sit back and you're thinking, what do I really like to do? Stop beating up on yourself. I see so many women stop with starting their own business. I see so many women stop from applying for a job because they get into who am I and I'm not good enough and you know, so-and-so apply for the job and I just need to stay where I'm at and hunker down. That's not true. Each one of you has a very special gift. Each one of you has your own personal blue rose. It's up to you to find it. And sometimes that's why you have to hire a trusted brainstorming partner. That's why you have to find that one friend. And I was that one friend who would tell you, you are freaking nuts. What are you doing that for? Or this is what you should be doing because you're brilliant at it. Because you're gonna get to that second act. You're gonna get to retirement. And when you're 60, 62, 65, 70, I have a friend that's I think 76 and she's still working in the corporate world. At some point, you're gonna get, you're gonna look around and say, it's my turn. It's time for me to take care of me. It's time for me to get, do what I really like. You know, I've done all this for all these years for other people, what do I wanna do? And that's when you really have to look deep. You have to have the courage to look deep and you have to understand business is messy. Starting a business, owning a business, it's messy. You know, you turn on a podcast or YouTube and you look at these coaches and they're quaffed and their husbands are loving on them and they're drinking glasses of wine, at, you know, in France, talking about all their great experiences. But what they don't tell you is the first four or five years, their life was a, trying to start the business was a mess because nobody rolls out of bed and goes, yep, I'm gonna be a weight loss coach and I'm gonna have a million followers and I'm gonna have an online business and I'm gonna have a group, you know, a paid group with 500 people. You know, Gabby Bernstein did not roll out of bed and say, in five years, I'm gonna be Gabby Bernstein, I'm gonna have all these books read. Now she might've had that vision for sure. And you need to have your vision of what you want you to look like, but it's, a, it's messy getting there. It's, it's gooey and ooey and you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna, you're gonna have the nights you go to bed sobbing. Understand that. It's just like when you started out in the job you're in, the job that you took when you were 25, 26, it doesn't matter. 
Think of how that was. I mean, when you're, when you're 50, 55 years old, you don't often think back to that job right out of college. You don't think back and think, man, that was a cataclysmic failure. I mean, my first job out of college was working, believe it or not, at Radio Shack, because again, it was all I could find. I knew nothing about technology, clue to myself about setting myself up for failure. The computer TRS-80, I think, had just come out. The um, Texas Instrument, maybe that was Texas Instrument 80, uh, Commodore, Commodore 80, hadn't, hadn't come out yet. And it was a business predominantly filled with men because men were building all the pieces because they were more of a parts store, more of a electronic kit store. And they'd come in and ask me questions. I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I hung in there for about a year, year and a half, but I quit. And at that moment, I'm like, nope, I am not good at sales. I'm not a good people person. I, I don't listen. I went through all this stuff. When I realized I wasn't listening because I didn't understand what they were talking about, you know, there are pretty much older men that wasn't really happy with the store hiring, you know, 24, 25 year old woman who knows nothing other than how to get you that free battery that Radio Shack used to hand out. And so we start with, we start kind of in a failure mindset. And then when we, we get really successful and things go really well for us. Then we start our side hustle and we forgot how messy it was at Radio Shack. We forgot how messy it was when I worked at the newspaper. We didn't realize until, oh, and this job, and this job, and this job, I started catching on and finding an organization and this job, I started catching on and, and then I really got it. We forget that because we stand in how successful we are now. But you gotta remember the mess. So accept the mess, accept the fact that you have a million ideas going on in your head and you wanna do 50 out of the 200 ideas you have in your head. And, and you know you'd be good at 10 of them and you're afraid to make that choice because what if you choose wrong? You can't choose wrong. Don't, that's being arrogant. You're choosing the gift that was put inside you by a greater power, by the universe, by spirit, by God, whatever you choose to call them. You, this gift was put inside you to deliver to people. So by saying, who am I to do it? Who are you not to do it? By you saying, well, what happens if I pick the wrong one? You can't, it's impossible. Now, the one you pick may not be where you end up. It may not be the business you end up. You may do, do what I did and start as a business coach and life coach and this coach and that coach and this and this and this, and then doesn't end up where you belong. And you'll know where you belong because all of a sudden the podcast information flows out of you. You have, you know, five or six podcasts lined up. Now, in my case, I forgot to post in the past two weeks and organization is not my jam. So I do have to get somebody, you know, on my full-time job. I have somebody that does that for me in my, in my side hustle. I don't. So there you go. Um, but you know, when you're in your jam, when I'm talking about the five C's and a U with people, I could talk all day long. When I talk about, you know, the millionaires and a couple billionaires that I know and that I've helped, I can talk all day long. But if you get me on topics that, that I don't, that aren't interesting to me, I'm out. Or that, you know, I like doing, but it's not what I'm meant to do, the universe will let you know when you hit upon your perfect business idea, the universe will let you know that's the idea. Because all of a sudden, you know, when I was trying to decide, you know, I really want to go back to business intuitive. That's what I love to do. But you know, I've been there. It looks like, you know, I've rehashed the past four years of my life and now I'm going back to where I started and how will that look? I'm not lying to you. My phone rang up. My phone rang when I sit in the office and I answered it. And it was a gentleman that wanted to come talk to me about his business. And I was like, I love the universe. So you'll be sent signs. 
just understand that it can be messy, but also understand that you have a second mountain. And when you journey onto your second mountain, that is the mountain where you belong. You'll know it, you'll recognize it because it has been in your heart, it's been in your soul since you were born. If you need any help looking for your second mountain, if you want help finding your five C's, um, let me know, reach out to me. If you're on YouTube, where you can write comments below. If you're on my podcast, I believe you can write comments as well there. Or you can reach out to me on my website, karenbarno.com. If you're interested in, in just getting a start on who you believe your ideal customer will be, because that is the most important key, is who do you want to target? What does your ideal customer, your target person look like? I, um, I'll put a link below so you can see my free handout, which allows you, which gives you the steps to kind of think through your free, your um, target audience. If you have any questions, please let me know. I am here to help you guys. I'm here to guide you guys. I'm here to let you know it's okay if it's messy. It's okay if you don't have it all together. It's okay that in your daytime job, you're the most poised, quaffed together person. And then you go home and work on your side hustle. It's a blah. It's okay. We'll get it together. We'll help you pull together. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.